Welcome to Collector's Quest episode 73. On this episode, Kat and I talk about general collecting tips. So we give some very broad advice for people who are maybe currently collecting and especially for those who are going to be newer collectors. This episode is for you. Some of these things we have discussed before, but we go into a little bit more on this episode. Now to the thing I do when we do a full episode is ask that if you like the show, support the show. And I'm not asking for money. We don't have a Patreon yet or anything like that. What I would ask that you do is just go to iTunes and see that five star and just smash it or on wherever you're listening. Just get our views up. It pushes the podcast up. It helps people get, uh, you know, known to us. It helps people find us and helps us find them. So we would appreciate it. That's the absolute best thing you can do. We always appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate all the support from the community. Without you guys, we uh, we wouldn't be here. So thanks so much and stay tuned. Welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Kat here with Johnny. Hey Kat, how's it going? Good. It's sunny and nice and I am done work for the next three days, so it's good. Everything is good. Everything's good? Your best ever? Well, I don't know about that. Everything is really good. Well, let's put it that way. All right. Well, that's not very definitive. I would like a very hard line in the sand. If I could know. <laughs> it's got to be black or white. Oh, come on. No, it does not. Fine, I'll settle for you're doing well. Yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm good with that. Okay, cool. That worked. All right, fine. <laughs> are we going to have a fight already? We can't fight about things already. There are no rants or fighting. We're like not even a minute into this podcast. I'm not fighting with you. Maybe you're fighting with me. I don't know, maybe. I haven't had enough coffee. Ugh, come on. <laughs> uh, I, I don't actually. I don't have any fights with me. I'm, I don't feel it. Okay. Just waving my hands in the air maliciously, <laughs> but I, I don't. So there's no, there's no passion behind my, my manic waving. So I guess we could just, we could just forget it. Just go to the podcast. Okay. So then why don't you tell us what we're talking about? Well, I, I thought it might be nice to kind of revisit some of the things that we've talked about in old episodes. Not that it's a complete rehash or anything. But I, I know we do have new listeners uh, from back when we started, and I would just like to touch on some of the things that I find are important, and I just want to give like a tip episode. So maybe let's talk about five tips for not just new collectors, but collectors in general. Um, some of these have been very specific episodes, and you can go back and you can find some of those. But in general, we would like to give you our, our five tips for collecting. Because we see some people, not that you're doing it wrong, because you should do it however, uh, you know, you like, but uh, I don't want to step on your point, because I think that's your point, right? Uh, yeah, maybe. So why don't I, I kick us off with the first one, then? Yeah. 
Okay, so my first one is collect how it works for you. Um, I find, like, for me, definitely over the last however many years, I've changed the way I've collected and, and what worked for me before is not necessarily what works for me now. So I feel like, especially with Instagram and and all the social media stuff, I think it's easy to get sucked into being, like, seeing something amazing and be like, oh, I'm going to collect for that, but maybe – Maybe that doesn't interest you as much. It just looks really cool in this person's room or maybe you don't have the space or or maybe you want a bigger collection and that's going to give you a smaller collection, but it's going to be a big financial sink. So I think that it's easy to just kind of get lost in the details instead of going, well, I want to collect this because I really want to collect it, not because I want to collect it because maybe it just makes a really good Instagram photo. Right. I think you hit on a kind of an interesting area. Because if you see someone's Instagram post and it's awesome and they've, they are a very passionate collector about something, passion is infectious, right? When you see oh, other people who are passionate about something, you're like, oh, that's awesome. I want to do that too. But you might just be caught up in the moment. So, exactly. So don't, you, you don't need to, you don't need to do that. You should really evaluate where you're coming from as a collector. You should establish. You should establish goals for yourself. And if you're currently collecting and you've kind of had that happen to you, like there's, it's always a good time to take a minute out and reflect and look at what your goals are. And if you don't have goals, you really should. That's I'm not going to make that one of our points, but you should definitely have a goal in mind when you're collecting. And I, we both agree on that. Oh, absolutely. Because I can remember when I started collecting, it was like, I'm going to buy this for this system and this for this system. And like, there was no plan. And then you end up with just a lot of stuff. You're like, well, I have this now. I don't want it. I'm never going to get rid of it. What do I do with it? Right. Uh, and that that is hard to do. And we'll, we'll talk more about that in a minute. But I, I think I'll jump in here and uh, I'll talk about knowing what you have. So Let's say you've been collecting for a while, you've been going to garage sales, you've been snapping up deals and stuff, you know, maybe you're very new at it and you're just getting lots when you can see them and you're just kind of, you're just kind of gathering games. You you don't have your goal, you're a little less focused right now, you know, just games are awesome, so you're getting them. And we agree, we, and we've all been there, so don't, don't beat yourself up about that. But the next step is once you've acquired this stuff, and even if you haven't made a goal, you got to know what you have. So... Maybe you got some good deals and you have some general ideas about what you have, but you it, it's time to do a little bit of research. And the Internet is a wonderful place and forums and Instagram and eBay. Like, start to know the prices and the values of your games. Start to establish, you know, what it is you're looking for. Once you have that goal, too, you can start to see if maybe you have something valuable that you don't care about and how you can move that. But know what you have. If you don't know what you have, also, if you go to a trading event, which I, I highly recommend, you know, it's one of, uh, here's a sub tip. If there's trading events around you, you should go to those. You will meet awesome people, you will get better deals, and you will learn things. Okay, that's, you'll, you'll see what the community is about, and all those people are there to talk about video games. So you'll learn something. That just goes along with knowing what you have. Know, know what's in your collection. Be able to find it, you know. And then I think that kind of leads into your next point, because I see a lot of new collectors and their stuff isn't organized, so there's no way for them to know what they have. Yes, that does. You're right. That does lead us to the next point. Um, being organized, and I think people 
there's there's different ways of being organized and I, I mean this in the nicest way but some people probably look at you johnny and go like oh my god i can't have an excel list for everything and i don't mean that you have to be organized that way if that works for you that's great but being organized in prioritizing how you display your things and what you display if you have uh you know a ton of NES games, you're probably not going to be able to display them face out, but maybe you're going to display them neatly in a shelf and pick some key items that are face out that you put on the top of the shelf or on one row of the shelf as opposed to just trying to put everything everywhere. Because it's hard to make something that's aesthetically pleasing, but like you said, it's also hard to know what you have. And then you want to have a system of being organized that you can go, okay, um, I don't know if I have this game, especially if you're collecting a set, you want an easy way to go and go, do I have it? Do I not have it? I mean, there are great apps that you can even put on your phone to be organized. If you are a set collector, to be able to check things off in the library. So it's really easy to go into the app and go, okay, well, I don't have this one. So I found it on eBay or I happened to be out and I stopped by somewhere and now I have that. So it's another way of being organized also. Absolutely. Organization is key. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to who have accidentally purchased games they already have. I mean, and I've done it, but I'm a little bit more of an extreme case as, you know, the chances I buy something I already have are are greatly increased due to the volume of my collection. I can make a mistake and not remember. But if you only have 60 games and you're working on a budget, you definitely don't want to waste some of that valuable money picking up something you already have. Because while trading and everything is great, trading is work. Trading is harder than just putting down cash and buying something. So exactly, you know, if if you're if you got a great deal on it and you can flip it, hey, cool, that's part of trading a little bit. So no qualms there. But if you didn't know you were getting a double, you know, now you got a project on your hand. And yeah. while that might work out, and you could save it and see if it goes up or whatever, it could go down. But if it does go up, great. But most of the time, you just it wouldn't be worth that effort, and you would be much happier having something that's not a double in your collection. That's the same value. Right. And I think that's that's a, a really good point. And I think, too, it's just nice to go into a game room and it be really organized and you can look at your collection and go, I feel really good about everything I've collected as opposed to being like, this just looks like a bunch of stuff. Why, why did I do that? Or, you know, you can't pick up the pieces that might be more nostalgic or sentimental for you. Right. And if we're talking, like, let's talk strict aesthetics, because I, I don't think enough people pay attention to that. I know you and I both do. And... Look, you should pick something that you look nice, not not something that we tell you that looks nice, but we can give you some general tips about that. You don't need to display everything you have. You you just yes. don't. Sometimes you have stuff that just isn't a priority or maybe it just doesn't work in the space because you've got 50 Super Nintendo games and then like three Genesis cards. Okay, maybe you have one little shelf you can stick the Genesis stuff on. That's cool. But what if you have like, 100 Super Nintendo carts, and then like 20 Genesis games, but no room for the Genesis games. So you just wedge everything in there. Then it doesn't look good. No, I agree. So maybe there's a key Genesis game or like you have a top shelf that you put some favorites on. And then you just say, okay, well, I'm just going to display the Super Nintendo stuff or whatever, uh, whatever that the items are. I'm going to pick these ones and just display this. You didn't need to display. And then like within that Super Nintendo, maybe you don't need to display the five Madden games you own. Because that's not what people are really there to look at, right? Right. If you are inviting people in and you're taking pictures of it and you, and you want to share your collection, you know, you share the stuff that people are interested in seeing or stuff maybe they should see that they haven't heard of, right? Do something that draws interest. 
a lot of the bulk titles they they don't do that so you don't need to fill yourself i i'm a little bit different because you're like well johnny you're displaying all the bulk well yes because i'm displaying full sets i'm a, i'm a set collector so i try to display only full sets and there's very few things i have that are displayed that aren't full sets as well like if you look in my main office they're sets that's like okay well this is my complete set of this this is my complete set of that there's not like oh and here's six of these and seven of those and like here's 25 yeah. of these and it's not to say that i didn't have that at one point but as i decided to create a look and make something that was more pleasing to the eye you know i i took the steps to weed those out and the thing is too with you and similar to me is you'll buy or find or build the right shelving to kind of display something especially if you have a whole set it's nice to be able to have it in something that it fits well you're not like oh well i i don't have room for these two or i have you know not enough to fill it right and let's 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 sub point off of that one buying the right shelves okay yeah. one buy more space get more real estate than you think you need that that's that's key because whatever you've planned you're always going to need a few more slots just yeah. how, just how it works especially if you're still early in your collecting you're like oh well, i'll buy this little shelf because this holds everything but i know i'm going to go collect more games well if your shelf is pretty much already full or you just bought a shelf to fill all the stuff you have and then you're actively collecting well where does the rest of the stuff go so pre-think about what you're doing there what kind of space you're going to need Start to think about what you want your space to look like, because if you have that in mind, that just goes back to being organized. If you have an idea of what you want the space to look like, you'll collect towards that as a goal, and you'll collect with that in mind. So maybe you'll pass on stuff that you see. And that's just like an, a, another, if we're going to put a bullet point under that sub point, yeah, let's, here's one, here's one A. <laughs> also, you don't have to buy everything you see. And this is just a general tip. You, you don't. Uh, if it's a great deal and it's a great value and it makes your collection better, I'm not saying don't buy it, but if you found, oh, well, this, you know, it's a pile of, of NES games and, oh, man, they're, I, I know they're super common, but I'm getting them for $5 each and that seems like a value. I don't even like Nintendo, but I'm just, you know, maybe I can trade them. Like, if, if that's the goal, cool, but be know that they're going in a trade box, not in your collection. Everything yes. you buy, one, doesn't need to go into your collection. Two, you don't need to buy everything you see. I can't tell you how many times I walked past stacks of PS2 games and just went, see you later, don't care. Because I'm not, even though they were a dollar each, and I, I know, probably, probably I could have got some sick value out of that. It's not saying I didn't check the stack to make sure there was someone hadn't mispriced something or there was an awesome game I do want, but for the most part, I just don't need, like, um, like any of the generic games that are on the PS2, you know, I don't, I don't need one of the several sports games. I don't need, uh, w what is the one I always see? Uh, it's like an ATV racer game. I, I don't need that. I don't need, uh, one of the hundred Lego games that are on that system because I already own them. But, uh, you, you get the point there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. So be cautious there. You know, again, collect with a goal in mind and know what your space is going to look like. Um, and speaking of that, so I'll go kind of our next big point is you should be shopping in more than one place. Uh, and this is, you know, goes back to knowing what you have, but knowing the value of games if we want to expand upon that point. 
So know the values of the stuff you're looking for, not just what's in your collection. And then go look in the right places. eBay is a great place to look. eBay, I've gotten great deals off eBay. Sometimes you, you can strike while the iron's hot. You know, you get in there when someone's put it up and they've kind of they've priced it under market value and you, you get a sweet deal. And that's cool. But eBay's not the only source. You know, don't just go to eBay and like, oh, Amazon. There are more online shops. There's a lot of competition. Right now, the market is flooded with sellers. So you would think, oh, it's flooded with sellers. It should be a buyer's market. But it's not if not everybody is, is taking advantage of all these people in little stores. Right? right? Also, go find trade events that are local to you. We talked about that briefly. But hopefully there is. Find your local shop. Also, pawn shops? Like, a lot of people don't think about walking into a pawn shop. But, yeah, a lot of times pawn shops just have games. Sometimes it's newer stuff. But go ahead and take a look in there. You know, see what you find. Go ahead and, you know, check your Salvation Armies, any of your consignment stores, shops like this, you know, thrift stores. Check them out. A lot of times they, they wind up just having stuff. And if they're your local ones, develop a relationship with those people there. You know, don't just walk in there and be rude. It pays to have relationships with people, especially if they're local to you, because they might be able to help you out. Anyways, expand your online searching beyond eBay. Expand your local searches beyond just your local game store or GameStop. Look around. Be curious. Yeah, and I think that's a good point because I've definitely had some some good finds at places, you know, like I usually will go into a pawn shop if it's someplace, especially if I'm in the middle of nowhere <laughs> um, because that tends to be where I found some of my really good finds. <laughs> right. You know, uh, in Los Angeles, it's hard because, you know, everybody's hustling. Everybody's looking in these places. But if you're out somewhere where there's not a lot of collectors, you should definitely check this out. All right, so if I can kind of interject with one of your bullet or 1A or whatever, however you would like to list the points, doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter to me either, actually. <laughs> okay, well, back to kind of collecting how it works for you. I think that budget is an important thing to think about, too, because you want to be comfortable with what you're buying. There's nothing worse than kind of seeing something and going, oh, my gosh, I need to have that right now and regretting it later or just putting yourself in a position that you're not comfortable. And I think it is hard, like we said, with Instagram to see things and be like, I want to have that all right now. And then sometimes, too, it makes it that you might purchase something that's more, you know, that is higher than market value and it ends up sucking in the long run. Right. Yeah, you should. I mean, this is something we preach, knowing knowing what your budget is and, and trying not to exceed that. And, and it's not to say that you can't get expensive games. I know a lot of collectors out there who are on a very tight budget. We did um, an episode about collecting, about a collector who had a very large collection, but he collected on a very strict budget. Um, and that was, it was very insightful how he did it. You know, he flipped games, he turned games. But the other thing is he also, if he, it was something he really wanted, it was super valuable. He wasn't afraid to say, okay, this is my monthly budget. I'm not going to buy anything for the month. I don't need yes. that instant gratification. I'm going to wait two months because this is the thing that will make me happiest to get. And it's worth two or three months of not buying a game so I can buy this one. So yeah. don't, don't be afraid to do that. Don't get sucked into the, just the, gotta have it nows uh you know because there, there's nothing worse than seeing a collector parting out their collection because they couldn't pay rent or you know they they couldn't afford it something happened in their life and they'd spent their savings because they they got sucked in it's it's sad and it is something that happens it's a real it's a real issue we've all been there where we've overspent 
you've been there, Kat. I've been oh, there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I've been like, ah, oh, shit, what have I done? Like, I, I, but I never, ever dip into my savings account for it. Um, no, and I think that's smart because whatever budget you're on, it doesn't matter. It should be something that you get this. This is supposed to be something that's enjoyable, not something that gives you anxiety. Right. Yeah. The minute you, the minute it becomes unfun and you, you've, uh, you've done something wrong. But I, I've definitely, I mean, I've definitely had those moments. I, I try to learn from them. I've, I've looked at something I've bought and been like, all right, well, I'm not taking myself out to lunch this week uh, from work. I will be, I'll be packing a brown bag because I have, I have overspent here, and I don't. It, it shouldn't affect, it shouldn't affect how I, I save my money. And you know, this is not, this is not a, a lecture about how to take care of your finances. But you know, we also don't want to see anyone get in trouble. Yeah, that's not good. No. Um, okay. I think we've covered some really good points, but I'm going to bring up one thing for all these all these people collecting for modern systems, myself included, and there there's a right and a wrong way to do it, kind of. Okay. If, 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 you, if you are buying games, I hate even saying this a little bit, uh, because I don't like recommending that people buy used games from GameStop. In fact, I, I would still say don't. I would rather you buy from an individual um on ebay rather than buying used games on GameStops. if you are buying new games or are buying new systems just to collect for right you know um i would prefer if you bought new if you're gonna play it because then the money's going to the right place GameStop is just a leech in the middle of the system you know they they are zero-sum value to developers and and producers of games they there's you know, they actually hurt those people more because they just take money out of their pockets. And it's cool that you have a place to go buy and sell and trade games. But at the same time, you know, they, they're they a huge corporation and they're probably going to give you less. Like if you're going to trade it in, trade it to your local store. It, it, it's a fine line because I do recommend trying to, if you have something you don't want, trading it and getting value. Um, but at the same time, I also want more games to be made. So my gamer self and my, and my collector self are torn on this issue. So it's hard, but speaking strictly as a collector, if you got to buy that game, buy it, you save yourself some money because all new games are going to be on sale or just wait till the sale. They all like within three months are like $20 off, right? There's, especially Christmas, look for sales, buy two, get ones that, that happen all the time. Like Target has that all the time. Not for you Canadians. Sorry, Target's gone. Uh, but <laughs> that's okay. But the rest of uh, the United States and a lot of other countries, they have these stores which will do these periodical sales, right? You know, or they'll have this twenty percent off thing, or they've got coupons. I recommend very highly if you're gonna put money into new games, do that because the bottom falls out of new games very quickly. And they just—it's a money sink that you 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 can't get past. The other thing I would say is special editions hold their value a little better. You know, so if you're going to look at it, if I'm not saying always go buy the special edition, but if you can find a used special edition and it's roughly the same price, maybe go for those. Uh, you know, right. Especially if it's a series you like, you can't really go wrong there. Uh, if you're going to enjoy it just as a gamer and as a, a, a collector. But if, if you're talking strictly value, uh, they hold their value a little better. Also, there's some types of games you should just avoid buying at new cost because they just the bottom falls out quicker than even other games, sports games. I mean, we all kind of know this. Anything that's a cyclical sports game, just avoid it. Like, uh, don't don't buy that new. Uh, 
all the all the FPSs, same thing. Any game that is kind of on a cycle, like a yearly one, or the number is very high on it, you should you should be weary of it if it comes out like a yearly or you know every eighteen months, because right. that probably means that they don't hold their value, because everyone's looking for the next one. So just kind of avoid that if you are looking for genres. First-person shooters bad, but RPGs good. You know, RPGs tend to hold value. Survival horror a little less so, but those hold value. And uh, shmups, they they hold their value too, because people hold on to those games. People love their RPGs. They love their shmups. Look for genres that people are very about, very passionate about collecting, not playing, but collecting. Uh, not to say that people aren't passionate about playing those as well, but they're also just as passionate about collecting, especially for shmups and, and RPGs. So you'll right. you'll keep some value there. So just kind of look at that, and then you know if I had to say anything else about that, just I mean try to play modern games and not not collect. But if you were going to, Nintendo tends to, you know, people love Nintendo. There's no getting around that. There's no there's no secret there. People love Nintendo and they collect it. So like look at the Wii U. It, it's dead and it's already collectible. That's true, right? Right. It, it was collectible before, while it was dying. Um, there, There's also, like, specialty publishers you can go look at, like Nis America. Also, certain publishers are always good to collect for, you know, your Atlases, Square Enix, you know, speaking along the lines of Nintendo, why Nintendo stuff is popular. Some people just follow publishers around. Um, there's a lot of publishers now have unique online stores where they sell special editions of the games they're making, which is is weird, but they come in really limited numbers, like uh, Gonjanworks, uh, Nis America, Square Enix is another one that kind of has a specialty store where you can find weird special editions, and lots of other ones. Uh, you know, sometimes you'll see even big publishers have special through their website only of a, a collector's edition you'll never find elsewhere. That won't ever be right. a big box store. So I guess the tip is to avoid big box stores if you are going to buy the game if there's a special edition as well. So just kind of, that's food for thought for for modern collectors. So, well, that makes sense. Anyways, I, I kind of rambled on that point a little bit, as I want to do. But uh, yeah, I think these are some good tips we can we can give to you guys as circling back. And I'm sure we missed a bunch, and I would love it if you guys commented on the threads we're going to post and tell us some other tips, because our goal here is always to, one, be fun, but also to be mildly educational, you know, and be welcoming yeah. to new collectors as well. So, uh, as much as we want to entertain you, we also want to inform you. Yeah, I agree. Okay, let's uh let's do the second part. What okay. Have, what have you bought? What have you played? Um I have played absolutely nothing. Uh, um Old Cat Returns. No, no. Hey now, come on. Uh, I already posted on Instagram what I got, but we haven't recorded since then. Um I got a lethal enforcer's cabinet. You did, and it is very, very sexy. I like. Yeah. Milak. And it is in immaculate condition other than um it needs a screen yeah, monitor well, thingy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those this kinda necessary. Uh, yes. <laughs> those monitors are a pain to find, but the cabinet is really nice. And I was like even the guns are super clean. It was really nice looking. Yeah, and it was really inexpensive, so it was a good find for the price, and um, it was one that I had wanted for a while, and I think I've decided, uh, I'll give you something, even though I haven't played anything. Uh, I think we've decided we're going to start 
collecting arcade cabinets. Oh, boy. Well, no. We have a, a 1,800-square-foot basement, okay. which is just for gaming and one one spare bedroom. Uh, so we have the space, and um, it's something that we've thought about for a while, and we've had some really cool stuff and sold it, and, and uh, it's something that... I always used a lot. Um, it's nostalgic for me. I always like kept a huge thing of quarters when we had a bunch of them. So it's something I think that makes sense for what I would like. No, I think that's awesome. Are you guys going to, um, cause I, I, I want one, right? I want one that does it all. Cause I want like a multi cade kind of situation myself. Are you guys going to stick strictly to, uh, actual machines or will you guys throw in like a multi unit in there at all? No, I think actual machines. I want, like, real nostalgic, does one thing, put the quarter in, you know. I, I think that's, that's what I'm looking for, and that's what I liked. And, and I think it's something, too, that I feel like I actually use more. Like, a lot of things I feel like I do collect, and there are things that I love to play, but then there are things that I've collected for sets that I'm like, oh, I am never, ever, ever going to play this. But this is something that... Because it is something that takes up room, I feel like I'm more cognizant of it, so I'm going to purchase things that I really, really, really want to play. Oh, also, it's hard to buy a bunch of bulk arcades because even at 1,800 square feet, you run out of room. Yeah, oh, exactly, exactly. And and the thing is, is like, I do have other things in my basement and, and, you know, game collection and entertainment room and things like that. So there is only so much space, but I'd like to have a really cool curated collection of what I'd like to have and when I... um. When we came across this one, it was a no-brainer because that was one that was on our list, and it was worth getting it without a working monitor for the price because that's something that we can do ourselves. Okay. Um, you know, it was funny. When I went and did the podcast, uh, John does. Yes. We we talked about top top arcades. We we did an arcade draft. Yep. So uh, are some of those going to show up? What, what's on your list? Like, give me a couple. Don't tell – let's let some of them be a surprise, but give me two that you guys are targeting. Okay, well, I, I'm going to be a little vague because I, I want to leave, like, some surprises. One will be something in the pinball realm. Okay. I know, I know that is a maintenance issue. I'm well aware. I I know. Um, But I want at least one just for nostalgic, like, from when I was a kid. Okay. And uh, another one that's on the list has something that you ride on. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be kind of cryptic, and then you guys will see when they eventually get uh, get knocked off. But they're things we're actively looking for, so, um, you know, it, it is something that I think is harder to come across because it's not something I can just go by and have shipped to me. I have to do a little bit more hunting, which is, I think, why I like it, because I, I get that hunting aspect. Okay, and yeah. you, you know where people are going to take this, something you can ride on? I mean, oh, well, whatever. I mean, come on. We did a whole episode on porn games. Come on, guys. Uh, yeah, well, those are something you can ride on. <laughs> there yeah. we go. All so right. you can take it however you want to. Everybody That's can take it however they said. want to. That's what she said. That's what she said. You can take Perfect. it however you want to. That's what she said. Okay, I'm growing up now. I'm done. Okay. Well, okay. Okay, so, so what have you bought and what have you played? You know, I have not bought that many things. I, I know. Surprising to all. Uh, I only got like three games. Lately. Okay. And they have been all GBA games. Well, I'm, I take that back. One is a, a Game Boy Color. And okay. It is one I'm excited about. And it was when we were doing our Halloween list, it was one I found that I didn't know about. 
it was the Ghostbusters game, but I think it only was released in Europe. So it was on the Game Boy Color is uh, Ghostbusters Extreme, and it's the same kind of thing, but in America it was on the GBA. So I finally found the European one. So oh, cool! And that came in, so I, I was very pleased about that. Uh, the problem is I've been buying uh, other things of my hobby, and I only have so much collector's money, so I can't, you know, gotta pick and choose. Gotta pick of and course, choose. absolutely. Um. But the other thing I bought was, uh, this is, it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, oh, the other, I'm, I want to clarify, that game is called Extreme Ghostbusters. Um, I bought a game called Jet Grind Radio. I'm sure we've all heard of Jet Grind Radio, but this is for the GBA. Okay. Did, did you know this game was kind of rare? No. Yep, it's kind of a pain in the ass to find. So there you go. There's your tip if you... If you're sitting on a GBA Jet Grind radio, it's not super expensive or anything, but, you know, that's a game I expected to be like $10. No, it's more like 30 or 40 oh, Okay, well, that's good to know. You know, it's like the 30 to 50 range game, uh, and sometimes higher. And then another one, because I really wanted to complete the series, was Crazy Castle number 5. If you remember, like, on the NES, Bugs Bunny's Crazy Castle? Yes. Okay, well, there's a whole series of these games, and... A bunch of them are on uh, various Game Boys, and Crazy Castle 5 is on the GBA. Okay. And it's not Bugs Bunny anymore, it's Woody Woodpecker. Oh. Yeah, weird. I know, it's weird. Yeah, Anyways, that is weird. So it's Woody Woodpecker in Crazy Castle 5, and I, I picked that up. But that's kind of rare and uh, expensive as well. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yep, so I the, that that's it. That's the end of the list. That's short for you. This might be the shortest ever. Yeah, I think there's been weeks where I only bought one. It's not that I didn't spend money because I bought, like, my wife and I bought new shelves for stuff uh, for some of our figures, and she bought a statue that uh, okay. I think is actually coming today. So that'll be cool. Um, so it uh, it's, uh, what is it? The Disney, she collects these Disney statues. Okay. Um, and there was a club called Walt Disney Collectors Club. They were just like a brand of statues they made. But this in particular is from Sword in the Stone, because my wife collects the villains, and this is the Madame Mim. And okay. it, it also comes with Merlin and, and Archimedes and Arthur pulling the sword, but mainly she wanted it for the Mim to go with her other Disney villains. But that that's kind of expensive. That was a okay. hefty oh, price yeah. tag on that. Yeah, I was surprised. I always am amazed sometimes when I'll go into like video game shops how expensive some of those things are. Oh yeah, statues. Uh, we've largely moved away from statues because you know Southern California earthquakes. They they don't really mix. Right. Uh, but my yeah. wife has wanted this one for a while, and we're of the mind that if the earthquake happens and they all shatter, then so be it. It was nice while it lasted. Right. That we we moved into more of the one six scale stuff for when we want a figure now like that. Because those can fall over and they don't really break. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, but our, we have like, I don't know, 20 or 30 statues that will all be dust one day. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I guess it, it's probably inevitable with anything breakable. Yeah, well, especially here, you know. Yeah. One day an earthquake will hit and those things will uh, fall fall to their death. <laughs> so, whatever. But, okay, I, I think that's it. That's all we got time for today. Yeah, that's it. We did it. We we made it. Congratulations, Cat. Yep. Always a pleasure to work with you. <laughs> oh, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank oh. you for joining me today. 
that was I know we couldn't get through a whole episode without a voice. Oh, I I think I've done two. Well, I feel like they must have been ones you did on your own. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, they're all. What do you mean on my own? They're they're all on my own. No one is puppeteering me. I do these voices myself. <laughs> oh well, it adds some entertainment value. That's good. Okay. Cool. I'm glad then. Glad you're entertained. Let's let's call it. Okay. Okay. Where can we find you on Instagram? You can find me at Catsylvania, K-A-T-S-E-L-V-A-N-I-A. And you can find me at Johnny underscore I-U-C-C-I. That's J-O-H-N-N-Y underscore I-U-C-C-I. Um, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to host for you. Good night. <laughs>